Good evening and welcome to the sixth episode of the Fathers Ain't Podcast. Joining me on this episode will be Love & Hip Hop reality TV star Shooter Gates. We will have a conversation about fatherhood and the limelight. Thank you for joining me for episode six. I am your host, Tanya Shaw. Good evening and welcome to my sixth episode of the Fathers Inc. Podcast. Joining me tonight is one of the stars of Love and Hip Hop, Shooter Gates. Good evening, Shooter. How are hey, you? Hey, how you doing, sir? I want to talk to you because you are a single father of right. six and you have four of them in the household with you. Right. So I just wanted to basically um, talk to you about how that became about, like, you know, was that a mutual agreement between you and the mothers or is there something that you decided that you wanted to do? But before, before we get into all of that, tell us who is Shooter Gates. Shooter Gates is, uh, I don't know, I won't say this, but I'm on reality TV, you know what I mean? And I'm into music, I'm into movies. But my main thing is fatherhood, what I do also well. You know I mean, so basically, I'm a great father. So little shooter is. And you have boys, girls, all girls, all boys. Yeah, three boys, three girls. Okay. So as you said, four of them are in the household with you. Right. Um, how did that become a situation? I'm gonna tell you when I really like this way I'm like my oldest son was killed four years ago. And two of my kids was already staying with me. But I wanted all my kids in my house after I lost my son because I feel like I feel like I wasn't there for my oldest son, which I was, but you know, a father is taught to protect and provide. And when I lost him, I feel like I didn't protect him. You know what I mean? So now with all my kids here, I want to be there every step of the way. Like I want to protect and provide like provide like I've been doing. So that's why all the kids are here with me. No, they mamas just let them come right on. So you got you got no pushback from the mother. No. <laughs> okay, so was there anything that you had to go through, like as far as the system? Um, was there at a point where you had to kind of like fight for rights or any, you know, anything involving child support or anything? Or was it pretty with much smooth sailing? With my oldest daughter, I was on child support for her, but as she got 16, her mom took me off mm -hmm. and she started coming around more. But I never had to go through the system, but with child support, that's it. But like right now, she she's here with me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really have to go through the court system, but to pay child support, but I had to fight for rights. And I had to do none of that. And when you went at a point when you were on child support, did you find it difficult to navigate through the system or was everything just, you know, cool? I think, I think mostly child support, it don't be about the kid. See the child support really be for the bad relationship and mm -hmm. the relationship really don't be that bad. It just, y'all part ways and people feel like they want to keep something attached to you so they deal they go to, through the system you mm -hmm. know which is child support it, it was never about the money it was never about me not taking care because i did it was just mainly the relationship was was over and she didn't know what else to do to keep me around like you know what i mean mm -hmm. so I, I think women 
nowadays you child support for bad relationship and that ain't right. Yeah, absolutely. Which is one of the reasons, like I said, she that's why I started this podcast because I wanted to bring awareness to that. Because, like you said, it's usually never about the kids. It's, it's usually about the relationship, and because it didn't work, or because you have somebody new, or whatever the case. Um, and one of my goals is to get somebody to see this. And they can, you know, look kind of look at the system, even when it comes down to non-payment and you losing your license and you know being thrown in jail the and system, stuff like that. I don't understand none of that though. Like, mm-hmm. why would you take so much of a man thing? You want him to do the right by his kid, you know what I mean? But you take his license, you you know, you take everything he needs to provide. Right. You got to be able to get around and move around and go to work. Right. You know what I mean? You want to handicap the man, I don't know, you lock him up. How is that gonna make it? How is that gonna make it better? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I wanna ask when when you were in the system, were you at that point a reality star as of yet? Actually I was because I just really got off. So Okay. I spent a good time. I'm still on child support. I'm I, went jail, I went to jail a couple of times too, you know. Mm. I'm wondering, and I'm glad that you said that you were, which would bring me to this question. So when when you were on it and because you were on a show, did they try to put you like at a higher tax bracket as far as the payments versus the trash man? I think God looked out for me. Let me show you why. (laughs) What I started with is what I ended with. And that was amazing. My baby Mm. mama never went down and I tried to enhance the payment at all. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She let me pay what I was paying. And I also I always did things on the side anyway. Like, you know, I still took care of my baby. Whatever she needed, I'm going to do the right thing anyway. So mm-hmm. that let, that furthermore let me know that it wasn't about the money. Okay. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, okay. So now let's switch uh, gears a little bit. So as far as you being a dad and you have four of your kids in your household and you being on reality TV, how do you find balance with that as far as like the filming, when you can film, when you can't, if they need to be around or things like that. I think God showed me, you know, my, my main thing was finding balance. And what I, what I mean, like my daughter's 16, my son is 16. So I actually have help now. They actually watch, they sell, watch themselves, mm-hmm. you know, and the Uber Eats, Uber, all that made it a little easy for me. <laughs> I still can go out and do what I need to do and mm-hmm. maintain my house. And I got a three-year-old too. So they take it at. They mm-hmm. watch it when I'm gone. They bathe when I'm gone. And whatever they need, I make sure they have. But I still get a chance to go up in the world and try to continue my success. Um, And with that, we all know that being a parent, there is challenges. Oh, yeah, so no doubt. What are some of the challenges that you face being a dad and being a reality show star? And One thing I face, what challenge I face is like, uh. You know, my kids think they slick. Like, you know, sometimes I might make it in kind of late. You know, it might be a school night. They know they're supposed to be off the game. Mm-hmm. You know, I slide in. They be playing the game. They be on their Instagram. They be on the phone. You know, I just, they, I guess that come with, they know, hey, boy, dad ain't here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we can do this and do that. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it's, it's hard, but I make it work. You know what I mean? 
So if you don't mind me asking, so we all know as far as reality TV, some of that we could, I guess, say is reality and some of it might not be. I don't know. But I just want to know how it does, if it does, how it affects your children. Like when they go to school, do they have to worry about the backlash from their peers or even the teachers for that? You know what, that's, a good, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, but, but mainly my kids know the truth. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they would say, I sit them down and I talk to them about, you know, this ain't that. It's just something to get the revenue up and, you know, just take care of the house. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And to the world, believe half of what you hear, no, be half of what you see and knowing mm-hmm. what you hear. Everything ain't what it look like. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't like to really speak much on that, but come on, man. Right. You know? So what about if if shooter had to go up to the school for a conference? Does that <laughs> so? And, and I do like I mean I'm, I'm very involved and hands on with my kid like sports, whatever they need me to do. I'm pulling up, uh, you know, it's just what I got to do. And when I get there, it be kind of awkward because everybody know who I am. So, but I don't be there for that. And and, and another thing that's really amazing to me, I don't look at myself as celebrity. You know what I mean? I'm very humble and very wise, so a lot of attention don't even bother me, period. Because mm-hmm. like, I don't feel no different than nobody else feel. I just feel like I'm a parent doing the right thing. But to the world, they look at me, oh, he's a celebrity. I don't even see myself in that kind of light. You know what I mean? Right, right. So I'm very humble, and I do all. I'm hands-on with everything, so I go everywhere. Well, and, and that's that's cool, but you know, like you said, you see yourself one way, and those who know you personally see you as just, you know, shooter. But right. have it have it ever been times where you've been out with your children and people is just like, Oh, can I get your autograph or can I take a picture? Or I'm let you do right quick. Come here, Shanty. I'm gonna let my daughter tell you that. Okay. <laughs> Now, don't worry about that, baby. She ain't got to have this. She ain't got to have messed up. But all the time we go out, people falling out, I'm trying, everything, taking a thousand pictures. My kids be like, you know, because they don't see me. They don't see me in that light. They see me every day. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what these people? I'm like, man, that TV is amazing. It actually been people fall out and cry. I'm like, what's wrong? <laughs> but they do it all the time. So how so how do you deal with it? Like, you know, because kids is one thing and looking at it, it's like, oh, we just trying to spend time without dad, but at the same time, you are who you are to 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 the public and to them. So in a way, you kind of don't want to disappoint either one of them. No, so, so what I do is I'm going I'm gonna take the picture with the fans because I signed up for this lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Actually, I got my own show, so the fans is what make me. So I got the 10 and, and take my time out to take the pictures. And I'm mm-hmm. still going to spend the quality time with my kids that I need to spend. So I just take them to a different uh, different spot. Wherever they want to go, we're just going to do it anyway. But mm-hmm. I'll be low-key sometimes, hood on. But they know me mass on. They know my eyes. <laughs> Can't get away from it. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to ask, um, in a previous episode, I spoke about mental health. Right. Um, so... You being a father, and if I may, because you did say that your oldest son, you know, right. passed away. 
So I just want to know, like, with with that and then you being a dad and all this other stuff you have going on, how, how does that affect your mental health? I think mostly when I was, well, first and foremost, it's God. You know what I mean? I leaned on God for everything. Like, when I was going through what I was going through, mm-hmm. you know, I had a couple of homeboys around, but when I got by myself, you know, I, I was real, real, you know, angry. So I had to just pray more because, you know, I'm still human. You know, even though I know, you know, life is real, but when you lose your son it's, or your daughter, it's different when a parent loses a child. Right. So I don't think I was good in the mental space. I know I wasn't good. I was depressed. I was stressed. I was riding expressways every night with a gun in my lap, you know, contemplating suicide that a lot of people didn't know. So I used to, I used to come wait till the daytime came so I can get around good energy some people that was laughing, some people that was smiling. Mm-hmm. But when the sun go down, I go down. Mm-hmm. I wasn't good. Mm-hmm. So I had to make sure I kept myself in the positive space away from any negative people, any negative energy. Because a little thing like that could have snapped. Mm-hmm. But mostly, in everything I did, God pulled me through. Strong was the only option. So, um, and... In my mental health episode, we did also discuss that in our community, um, depression, anxiety, things of that nature is not really talked about. Um, One thing that we did realize was that the black men sometimes don't want to show emotion or they don't want to say, oh, I need a hug or something like that. Have you at times fell into that category? I did a lot of times. I'm going to show you where mine mainly come from, though, because as a black man, you were taught to be strong, hold everything in. And I think I got that from my father. And the reason I say that, because all I ever seen my father do was protect and provide. I never seen him show love. I never seen him embrace my mom. I never seen him say, I love you. I never seen none of that. So I picked up a lot of things that I seen him do and mainly protect and provide. So when it comes to showing emotion, I'm not really good at that. That's something I got to work on. That's something I had to learn. So when I was going through what I was going through, I never shared it with nobody. I hid everything in. But at night, I cried real tears. People think I cried, but. And night when I got by myself, I broke I broke down. And so now that I'm in a space that I know it's okay for a man to show his emotions, it's okay to love, it's okay. So now I'm trying to break those generational curses, like and show my children and my boys and my daughters, all right, say I love y'all, it's okay. You know what I mean? Because I'm still going through, and that's kind of tough for me. Mm-hmm. They be telling my children I love you, kiss them, hug mm-hmm. them. You know what I mean? I'm learning that as I go. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. So have has there been any, have you yourself had any counseling or any therapy or anything? Or do you just, you know, keep yourself in a good mental? I told myself I was going to go get counseling just to make sure because sometimes you can be going through depression or, or hurt, pain, not even really be knowing it. Mm-hmm. And you look well to the eye, but to the inside, you really hurt. So, but I told myself I'm gonna take counseling. You know what I mean? I'm seeking. I'm definitely gonna go. Okay. Well, that's that's good to hear. Do yeah. you? So, do you pretty much have? I, I I wanted to ask you this and get your opinion. Um, one question that I did ask my mental health advocate was, why is the black man's load so heavy? 
Like, I, I was trying to get your opinion on that. Like, how, why do you feel like the black man has to carry so much? I think God gave us the, you know, the strength to be strong to carry a lot more than the women. And I guess God was the king. You know, it's God first king, then the queen. So the king had to go out and protect. He got to go out and provide. He got to make a way. So I just, I just think that comes from up above, though. I don't know why it's like that, but it is. That's what we do. You know what I mean? As a man, we protect and provide. No matter what nobody else got, no matter if you rich or not, we still got to get out there and do what we supposed to do. You know what I mean? So, so I just feel like God done that. He put it, he gave us that title and that load. We built to carry. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He's not going to give you too much you can't handle. So I understand. And that is true but we do have times when we can't carry the whole load so with that being said do you have a village that will help you carry the load or are you actually i am the village you know what i mean like everybody look for me for everything mm -hmm. no matter what i'm going through like i always put myself last and make sure everybody else all right and so on i don't know why it's like that but I don't know. It's just, you know what I mean? It, it don't got heavy a lot of times to be heavy. Mm -hmm. But I just suck it in and, and keep going first and keep praying and just move on. You know what I mean? But it, it, it do get heavy a lot, though. What? With raising teenage sons, um, you know, there's a lot going on, you know. Scary, scary. With the streets and everything. So how do you, how do you maintain, you know, you, how do you just pretty much like keep them grounded and focused and try to keep them, you know, out the streets and keep I'm gonna say busy? this because this is the only thing I can do as a father, and I know I've done my part. Mm -hmm. But my kids are getting older, right? Mm -hmm. And I tell them, talk to them about certain areas, certain things that go on in the streets. They don't took the project down, but they build pretty apartments on top of them, but it's still the project, you know. And I, all I can do is pray for my kid. I know I don't want to keep them in all the time. I try to let them go do what they want to do a lot and show them certain things. But when I let them go, I just pray for them because it it's going to be a time they're going to be grown anyway. And mm -hmm. I just hope they're able to get through the experience that I got to with their life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because I was a kid that learned by watching others. My kids might not be as equipped as I was. They might have to go through certain things and get whooped or get spanked a little bit to see, oh, that ain't right. Because mm -hmm. everybody going, everybody hear you, but don't nobody really feel you till they going through a certain a certain situation. Right. So right. it's kind of hard, and but you know they got friends out this place and that place and everybody all over the place. So I don't want to have them locked in because that when they go to doing sneaky shit. So I just. <laughs> Let them go do them and just pray, you know, and just hope they use everything I gave them so they can try to make it back home because it's life. So is that is there any difference between how you're raising your kids now versus how you were raising your oldest? No, it's like, see, only thing is different now that I got all of them with me. Okay. You know what I mean? My oldest never, she stayed with me probably five months before he went to school, went to college, but he never actually, well, we did stay together when, when I was with his mom when he was probably one to five, 
mm-hmm. like that, but it's a different, all my kids in the house with me, so I get a chance to be more hands-on, talk to them a lot, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I didn't do anything wrong in, with my older son. He just, he got older, he had to make the decision that he wanted to make. Mm-hmm. You know, unfortunately, certain decision cost him his life, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We talked a lot, you know, we did everything together, but it just it's gonna be it's gonna be a time they're gonna get grown and ain't gonna be too much. You gonna be you gonna hear what you're saying, but he gonna do what he want to do. Right. So you gotta always just leave that in God's hand. You know what I mean? And hopefully they think about okay, we lost we lost our old brother like this. We lost our best friend Kane like this. Mm-hmm. And hopefully they understand like you know God give us choices. We we know God would have, but we gotta do our part too. Right. You know what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. Your choices in your life and, how, and what you do is how you're gonna turn out. You're gonna, you know, what I mean, that's what it is. So, w- what if one of your children came to you and said, "Oh, well, I don't, I don't want to go to college or whatever. I wanna, I wanna be on reality TV, like you know, like or they wanted to go in that direction." I'm gonna try to what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna support them in everything they want to do. Hopefully, they don't want to do that. You know, like my son now, he get into rap. And I didn't want him in the rap, you know. But mm-hmm. it's just like this, though. Let me give you this example. My older son was a star football player. We had dreams. And when I say we, me and him. Mm-hmm. Him going to the draft room, who got who got the best looking suit on, me or him. He was all conversation. Mm-hmm. See, it's never my plan. God's plan was bigger than me and his plan. Right. You feel me? So whatever they plan to do with their life, all I can do is be supportive of what they plan on doing and try to stand in there with them and not shoot them down, but help them in the direction they're trying to go in. Mm-hmm. So do you have a different parenting style when it comes to your boys versus your girls? I do because it's certain things I can talk to my boys about I can't talk to my daughter about. Mm-hmm. Like, I can have a sexual conversation with my son, but I don't know how to have that with my daughter. Like, I don't feel like that's a conversation me and my daughter should have. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But if a mama ain't around, who's going to have a conversation with Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Are are any of your kids dating? All of them probably dating. You know, they don't tell, <laughs> they don't tell the daddy certain things. But, you know, my daughter, I know she got a boyfriend. You know, I actually met him, you know? And how 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 was that for you? How did, just, how did you that know, Oh, it, it, it don't really sit well, but I can't really do nothing but tell a baby, listen, it was this, this, and that. I can't, you know, it don't sit well with me, but it makes me feel better about her letting me know, though. Mm-hmm. Instead mm-hmm. of her versus me, she, she going out being sneaky. I know what's going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. At that age, 15 to 16, I was moving around, too, so I understand. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But just take care of yourself. You know what I mean? Don't, don't, don't be in no abusive relation. Don't let a man put his hands on you. No, try to keep away from all that. So, um, is there is there anything as far as you being a father that, and then and you also being in your line of work that you don't want your kids to know about you? No, like everything I do, I put on the table. Like I'm trying to hide anything because one thing I know about life, you got to keep it real with your kids. You got to tell them the truth. You can't. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna really sidetrack them with them. I want to be honest to them. I want to keep it real. Let them know, hey, boy, this is what this, what this is. This ain't that. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. one thing, if you don't if you don't keep it real with them, somebody they're going to expose it to them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I got to tell them myself, like, nah, this ain't that. I'm just doing it for y'all. I'm trying to take care of y'all. Uh, 
it's gonna be everything gonna be real about me. You know what I mean? Ain't gonna sugarcoat nothing because I don't feel like I have to. In previous episodes, I had a single father. Um, I think his daughter's maybe like maybe about four or five years old. And I asked right. him what did he think was a appropriate amount of time to start introducing your children to the someone that you're dating? That's a good question. But then what? <laughs> I think once a woman don't prove they said they've been around you for a while. And, you know, I know sometimes they say you don't just bring everybody around your kids, but, you know, Romeo and Juliet made love at first sight, so you never know. I don't really put a, a, a expiration date on that. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? If somebody for you, they for you. They're going to be around the kids anyway, so bring them on. You know what I mean? Like, I don't really know a date to say, oh, they ain't got to be around this, they ain't got to be around that. No. Mm -hmm. If she for you, if you feel like she for you, you for her. She come on around. It, it could be the third day. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I mean, so what happens when, okay, so maybe you might feel like that, but and then you bring her on around and then something happens and y'all not talking yeah. no more. I got to so sit now, the kid down. I got to sit the kid down and tell me the truth. I thought it was that. It just wasn't that. <laughs> brought somebody around and then we said, I don't know, man. You know what I mean? But then you don't ever want to bring too many people around. They be like, mm-hmm. Well, that's just a chance you're gonna have to take with life. You know, it just is what it is. We don't never know how things gonna work out. It just like I like you said, I might have felt that way, you know what I mean? Thought it was it, and it wasn't it. Mm -hmm. But that's just a chance we take. Cause I don't like to be around nobody kids right off. I don't know once you know I ain't I ain't doing that. You know what I mean? Right, right. Because I don't know where we're going. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So what type of dis disciplinarian is Shooter? So is he like, is he cool or, you know? All the above. Okay. I, ass. I can be cool. <laughs> I take phones. I take games. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I, the kids got to know you'll do something. They don't feel like you're a soft-ass dad. They're going to run over. They're going to do all kinds of things right up on your nose. And they going to lose respect for you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. See, I, I take it to every level about respect. You know what I mean? Like, I hate disrespect. And I hate disrespect for kids. Mm -hmm. And I really stand on that. So by me saying what I'm saying, that ain't reaching you. And, you know, I can't do like the old school. The old school, you make her go outside, get the switches, and bring them back in. And whoop <laughs> your ass. I go there and get one of them good leather belts and take care of my business. <laughs> So what what is one thing that you want your kids to know when they're out in this world and like you said they have to grow up and one day you're gonna have to say okay I'm still here but I can't yeah. hold your hand yeah, what yeah. what's one thing that you want them to take out into this world with them like do you want them to be um, you know would you rather them be street smart book smart a little bit of both or I just like really both. I really, I really want my kids just to be respected and respectful. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because respect will carry you a long way. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm I'm 42 years old. I still say yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, no, thank you, thank you. Mm -hmm. So you know, I want them to have be able to be smart and a little street smart. When I say street smart, know what to stay away from, know what not to go around. Mm -hmm. Know what not to tap into, 
mm-hmm. and try and try to be a leader. Don't follow what everybody's doing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Stay on your own ground. Stay on your own ten. You feel like it's wrong nine times out of ten, it's wrong. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I want them to be leaders. You know what I mean? No street smart and just and just respectful at all times. And you growing up yourself, besides all these gadgets and things and social media that's that's out now, what's something that you didn't have that your kids that you're able to provide for them? And that's that's anything like your presence, um, you know, maybe they're growing up, you're able to do more things like take them on trips and things like that. Where, you know, did you grow up that way? I think I think for me is like I can remember a time. My mom and dad took us to a fair, uh, uh, mm-hmm. six flat. I don't remember none of that. All I remember going to was family reunions, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and I think what I didn't have and what they have now is the internet. I, I had to go outside. You know, I met everybody outside. And then my, both my parents were, was present, mm-hmm. okay. which, is, which is a plus. But, you know, mm-hmm. my daddy ended up going to jail. Okay. My mommy ended up going on with her life. So I think, yeah, like, so as I, probably about 13, 14, my kids have the best of both worlds. When I say a single father, I mean a single father doing what I do in my house. They don't mean their mom is not present. You know what I mean? I never take, you know, their mom do a good job with the kid. But when, in here, I take care of everything. So that's what I mean, like trying to balance whole situation going in the street going to film and trying to be a full-time father at the same time but mm-hmm. you know what i mean my kids i want there's a lot of things that they got i didn't have i didn't have everything i want unless i got it for myself mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying i had the host at 15 years old i was outside i was providing for myself and my mom mm-hmm. you know what i mean so mm-hmm. the pretty joint they begin every week um them high clothes, they get it. Them high hairstyles, baby. They pay. I'm on the hairstyle. They call two hundred eighty dollars. You like that? See, I ain't have all that. Get out, cut, man. Whatever. It what your mama get. What you gonna get your old fade? That's it. Mm-hmm. What your mama cook? What you ate? You see what I'm right. saying? Right. Yeah. So, because of the lifestyle that you chose, of course, the bar is set for the children. Right. So they feel like they should have. So if they say, I want a PS5, then I want a PS5. <laughs> but do you put any limitations on that? And do you also, do you feel like if one of them was to come to you and say, I want to get a job, would you allow it? Or I want, I want, I want them to have a job. I want them to learn the value of a dollar. I want them to learn entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And and one thing I, I don't tell every woman I've ever been with, and I'm tell, I tell my kids the same thing. I never depend on man or woman. So you got to go, it don't matter if your daddy got a zillion dollars, you got to mm-hmm. go get your life together. You got to see what you want to do in life because I can be gone tomorrow. Then you don't base your life around what your daddy got. Then you don't know how to move. I never handicapped my chair like that. I want them to go get a job. I want them to learn. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a lot of things. It's a lot of things that I wasn't taught that I had to learn. But one thing I did learn as an early age, well, you can't depend on nobody in the world but God. You know what I mean? So I never, I don't care what nobody got. I'm going to go out and try to take care of shooting, do what shooting need to do to survive. And I'm teaching my kids that same thing. No matter what your mama got, no matter what your daddy got, 
you got to learn how to feed for yourself. You got to go out and get it for yourself because at the end of the day, if the world crashed now, your mom out of jail, I'm out of jail, what you going to do? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Anything else, what you going to do? You got to go out there and learn that. So that's why I bought my kids. I started a lawn service for the kids because I want them to learn the value of dollar. This shit is not free. Ain't nobody handed me nothing. I got to go out here and try to get this money. You don't know mm-hmm. what I got to do to get this money, try to take care of y'all. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they got to understand everything ain't going to be yes. You heard Shaq, what Shaq said? I was watching the interview that Shaq did. Shaq said, what y'all smile? Oh, uh, we rich. We ain't rich. I'm rich. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You, see, uh-huh. you can't base your life off my bankroll. Mm-hmm. But I had to go out there and earn and hustle and get. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do for y'all. But y'all almost 18. What y'all going to do for yourself? Mm-hmm. You're supposed to know where your career going now. You know what I mean? Right. Right. How how do you have these conversations with your children? Because like you said, they have this social media. And even though, so let me just give you an example. They know who you are as their right. father. Right. When they're out amongst their peers and it's like, oh, we saw your father on Instagram and he X, Y, and Z. And then they feel like they right. have to defend you. Right. Um. What, what's, what do you tell them in that instance? Do you tell them, like, ignore it because you know who I am as your father? Or do you, you know, allow them to defend you to an extent? See, one thing about it, and I'm very, like, I don't defend no now coming, let nobody say about me because they don't really know me. Mm-hmm. People going to say what they're going to say. And they say they're going to say that. They're going to say that. Everybody ain't going to like you. Everybody going to love you. Somebody going to hate you. That's just the way the world, that's the balance of the world. So don't fight for your daddy because your daddy, your daddy fight for itself. Let the people say what they're gonna say and you keep on pushing. Because everybody ain't gonna like me. They don't even know me. That's the that's the sad part about it. The people that's <laughs> speaking on me don't even know me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? If they knew me, they'd change the whole perspective of thinking. Mm-hmm. But and I tell them, like, y'all ain't gotta defend me. Cause I don't even defend myself when I watch all that bullshit on the internet. Like, <laughs> that's, that's real funny coming. I just laugh at it. And I don't read them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause sometimes God will take you through that muddy water for it till you get to that to that to that clear water. You mm-hmm. gotta go through something to grow through something. Well, mm-hmm. my story is my story. See, the people that's speaking, ain't no perfect people. We ain't perfect people that pray to a perfect God. So we're gonna all have some dirt on us. Right. My dirt just a little different. My dirt just on TV. Y'all dirt just it's the same <laughs> thing, but they ain't, ain't publicized. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't care mm-hmm. about what nobody say about me. They don't even know me. So because you have the children and they're growing up in this technology age, do you, if you could go back, would you still do the show or would you just, you know? I saw the thing like this, right? Because I don't even know how I got here, to be honest. You know? Okay. <laughs> like, I never, I never tried to be a celebrity. I never wanted to be famous. I didn't want to, I didn't want to make some money to take care of my family. Mm-hmm. So that's how I know it's bigger than me. My plans ain't my plan. These are not my plans. But I understand mm-hmm. my assignment, though, mm-hmm. and what I mean by that. I ain't going to say what I would have did and what I wouldn't have did, like, because I never asked for this. Like, I understand God bringing me to somewhere to take me somewhere else. You know, just think about this right here. God got to use people like Nipsey Hussle, my brother that's well-respected in his community, to reach the youth. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's the same way with me. I'm well-respected in my community. Mm-hmm. Only way we can reach the youth, you got to look like the youth. They're not listening to the preacher that the super saved preacher with the soup song 
who judge them when they walk in the church. So right. God got to be the people around what they respect and who they seen go through the struggle. Mm-hmm. He got to give them the message to get to them. Mm-hmm. So that's how I feel like I'm here. So I even got my, I even let them publicize my son Freeman on TV for one reason. I wanted to show the world, no matter who you are, no matter how tough your skin is, no matter what you've been through, no matter how sweet you is, this shit can happen to anybody. And hopefully this will change y'all mindset, y'all thoughts of how you're living. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I understand why I'm here. I never mm-hmm. asked for this stuff. I stumbled into this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. wasn't my plan. Mm-hmm. I turned this plan down twice and still end up here. Mm. Oh, okay. You know what okay. I mean? Right. So, for because there are plenty of single fathers in this world. They just, I feel like, don't get the recognition that they deserve. So, let me ask you, what are your thoughts on, because, as you said, we know that when women get into a space where they're bitter, they can go to child support and say, I want the money. Right. Now, Men can be bitter as well. However, I, I right. feel like if a man was to ask for child support, it wouldn't be because of that. It would be because he actually he needs really help. Need right. What's your opinion on that? Because, And I'm asking because when couples divorce and the man asks for alimony or whatever, whatever, he's looked at a certain way. Like, really? oh, why do you want her money or, you know, or anything like that? So basically child support would be the same thing. It's just not a marriage. What Do you feel like, you know, he should that be- That shit is not fair at all. Mm-hmm. I don't understand, like, in these kind of situations, it's okay for the woman to go after the child support. You know what I mean? But like you said, if a man, go, say if the woman the breadwoman, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, she, and she got everything. But if a man go at her and make the man look like, oh, that old sorry ass nigga. <laughs> he, he this, he that. But not knowing he need the money for real. See, 90% of the time when women do that, she might not even need the money. It's about a bad relationship. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If a man do it, if a man do that, he actually needs the money. But right. the world going to look at it in a complete opposite way. Mm-hmm. Like he broke, he this, he that. No, he need he need help taking care of his kids. Right. You see what I'm saying? I don't know why the law is like that. The women got so much living with the law. Like you can say anything, and the police automatic. He hit me. Come and get the lock you up. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. He ain't paid child support. Mike just gave us two, three thousand yesterday, but he ain't did this. They put a one on you. A mm-hmm. one. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. No, it's, it's it's crazy how much leverage the women have with the system. You know, now that you're saying that, I, I want to ask you this because you are, and because, and I hate to keep bringing up the fact that you were oh, on yeah. a reality show, but a lot of your profession caused a lot of this, right? Because these, you know, they see y'all on here and they got the big bags and we own oh, all the man. businesses and you know stuff like that. So I feel like that. This whole social media reality TV created this stigma. Do you think that if if let's just say Shooter went to VH1 and said, "I want to put together a show where the family looks wholesome," do you think they would agree? No, because it's not going to sell. <laughs> they need negativity. They want to keep bringing the black man down. They need all this shit to make the to make them see. One thing I know about this. 
Don't nobody want to see no Cosby. They don't want to see the man and the wife doing completely good. They want the bullshit. But why, I don't understand why is that? Because I don't, I, I don't understand that. Like, uh-huh. if, if you can have a favorite tale relationship and get what people say, oh, that ain't. They won't even watch it. Right. But if you fight, you go on back and forth, you date somebody else in the midst of that, they mm-hmm. can't wait to tune in. See, people tend to take negativity and love it. But when they're positive, let me give you an example. One of my partners rap. Mm-hmm. He had a boxing clip up one uh, a boxing show he get knocked knocked down. So many people gravitated to that and reposted that, but they won't post now a song that he don't try to push. Mm. Why is that? Mm. Right. People love to see you down. That's why that's why people mutually don't sell till they die. They worth more dead than alive. Mm-hmm. When nobody embraced you while you were here, but when you die, everybody listens to your music. Right. I right. never get that. I never understand that. And I, I asked that question because I see some people say, oh, I'm tired of the, you know, uh, they always portraying the black woman as, oh, she wants to fight or this, that, the third. Or like you said, the black man is a deadbeat or he's always in jail and, you know, stuff like that. So. And, and we can't pull the people away for for them not to get the ratings, but I do feel like that if somebody came up with that, that would be a better thing. To That's look why at. I got my own show. It's called Shooting World. Mm-hmm. My show is about my life, my everyday life. Like I want to motivate young men all all over the world to step up to the plate and be far to their kid. No matter how you were raised, no matter if your father went around, mm-hmm. break the generational curses. Take care of your kids because the kids need that more than anything now. The structure, that's what's lost. That's why these kids picking up the guns, they join the game because they ain't got nobody to turn to, nobody to embrace them, nobody to show them that kind of love that we had. The great grandmas and grandmas are gone. Yeah. So the king got to take it, he got to take a hold to his household. Mm-hmm. If not, Structure gonna be t- completely lost, and the and the, and the kids that's being raised now they really gonna be lost. The, the next generation really gonna be lost. Right. So, brothers like me, I'm trying to show the world that it's actually good men out here, good fathers out here, and they're doing this daily. But ain't nobody acknowledging this, but they're acknowledging the bullshit. Let's show the world this part of it. Mm-hmm. Let's show this. Let's show you. Shooting getting up every day, virtual school, cooking breath for watching clothes, going out to hustle, try to bring the money back in, get everybody on the let's show me part of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm doing. I mean, I got two episodes out now. I work on three. I just want to show them my life, the real me. Mm-hmm. Where can they watch Shooters World? It's an app. It's called Millie TV. M-I-L-L-I-T-V, one word. It's a red app. Download the app, click on Shooter World, and subscribe, and you'll see it. So do you, um, when you were on Love & Hip Hop, did you allow your kids to watch it, or? See, one thing about it now, I can't stop them from watching. Mm-hmm. They, got, they got their phone, they watch everything on it. Mm-hmm. You can tell them not to watch it, but when they get away from around you, they watching it, because all, mm-hmm. all their peers are watching it. Mm-hmm. All I can do is tell them, hey, what's happening, what's going to go on, this and that, this ain't this, this ain't that. So don't look at it like that. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's why you have to be truthful to them because they're going to watch regardless. You tell them not to watch. Soon you go ahead, soon you leave out the door. See what they had to talk about. Have they ever questioned any of your episodes or, you know? Not one. Okay. okay. Not one. They understand their assignment. Oh, okay. Okay. You know what I mean? Right. So I guess I want to ask you, so for a single father that may not have maybe the village that you have or, you know, may not have like a shoulder to lean on or, you know, may not know how to balance his career or, you know, just balance life with the children in general. What what are some of the what pieces of advice could you offer that father to make everything kind of like even out without stressing? I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you the main thing in every situation. Just keep God first mm-hmm. and get your prayer life right. Cause you know what I mean it's gonna it's gonna seem like it's hard, but the more you fight for it and the more you pray for it, God God will work it out, let the universe work it out. You're only one man, so you can't. It's kind of hard, but if you're praying about it, you're doing everything you're supposed to do. God gonna do the rest. Just stay prayed up and just keep fighting, fighting through the Lord. That's it. That's mm-hmm. how I stay strong and remain who I am. I ain't gonna never lose my character. I ain't gonna never lose who I am. You know what I mean? I'm gonna do what I can do. You know what I mean? Can't stress over things I can't control. Right. And how much uh, input? do you let let's just say grandma have over you know you raising the kids or you know you know how the grandmothers when we were coming up they were mean to us but (laughs) they let the grandkids do whatever so in that instance when shooter's mom comes over and she says oh let them like how how do you handle that but what i understand about about the great grandmas and grandmas man like i got my ass with my own Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of thankful for those ass whooping though. It kept me on the right path, you know. It, it, I was a bad child, but I, my upbringing was great. And them ass whooping stirred me in the right direction, man. So it's a different now. That's why we got to be the grandmamas, the great grandmamas, because my kids, them, you know what I mean? They grandmamas and grandmamas and granddaddies fought at, fought at seven, fought eight or something. I don't know. See, mm-hmm. the, the grandmamas younger now. They still clubbing with the grandchildren. Mm-hmm. It's a different whole everything, you know what I mean? Ain't nothing the same no more. Like these women nowadays don't even know how to cook because you know your grandma probably taught you how to cook. You might learn to cook for your grandmama. You know what I mean? Ain't no grandmas around for them to learn nothing. Right. right. So who teaching them if they club right. with their mamas? Right. You know Do I mean? any of your children's friends, because you said you have teenagers, right? Uh, especially the boys. Do they kind of right. come and look up to you? For, for the ones that don't have, if your kids have any friends that don't really like have a father figure, like, do you welcome them in? Man, and- I do. I do. It's, it's crazy you say that because one of my, my oldest son, he's bring his partner around all the time. And when I buy him shoes, I buy him shoes. Whatever I did for him, I did for him because they, they were together all the time. Uh-huh. And I wanted to be the father that he never had. So, any advice? Not just money, any advice, anything you needed. I helped him, like even with his career. He wanted to be a rapper, like he still call, he still called me now, even though my son gone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and just like the kid we just lost maybe five months ago. He was with me every day with my children. You know what I mean? He had a father, he had a great moment too, but I was his other father. So mm-hmm. yeah, they bring they bring their friends around and I embrace them just like they mine. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in 
like even when the kids over here, I ain't gonna buy my children now what I buy them something. I don't care who it is. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna never let a kid feel like they they not want to hear. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <clears throat> Friend, family, whoever. Are there any programs that you know of or that you participate in that kind of offers mentorship or, you know, because like I said before, there are a lot of teenagers and grown men as well who don't know like uh, resume writing. Some of them don't know how to tie a tie or, you know, what things they do in the interview and stuff like that. So is there anything in the community or anything that shooter participates in that would kind of like help with that? Right. Like, see, cause let me show you what we did. Cause we don't have the boys and girls club too, no more. Mm-hmm. So what, what I did was with one of my main partners, he was locked up and he had a dream. Like when he got out of jail, he wanted to start this, this organization called Pans Up, Guns Down. Mm-hmm. And so actually somebody donated the property to us now it's got basketball goals. They growing. They growing their own food, and they doing a little everything. So actually, now it's called Project Trap. Project Trap stands for Teen Rising Above Poverty. Like anything a kid can think of, a need, a need learning, need help, they come to the community center. It's a community center for the kids. It's in the hood. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, so and I participate in it all the time. It's called Project Trap Teen Rising Above Poverty. It's showing kids how to grow their own food. If you want studio time, it's showing you got gym, you got basketball, you got every everything you need. And that and that's in Atlanta. It's in Atlanta. Yeah. So we're we're about for the you know my Atlanta you know viewers and everything. Where where about is it? I think you can Google it. It's called Project Trap, but it's off of Martin, it's off of Martin Luther King. So if you Google it, it's called Project Trap. It, it should come up. I can I don't know the street. I know it's it's some valley road, but I don't know the street address by heart. And uh, do you go there sometimes? All the time. I play ball there. Uh, I help with the kids. I help out barbecue. We do everything. We give back there. We have a lot of school give backs, book bag drives, all that. Okay, okay. So um. Before we close it out, uh, besides being Shooter, the reality show star, what what is Shooter's legacy? Like, what does he want to leave here for the children and, and maybe for anybody else that looks up to you for guidance or, you know, whatever the case? What, 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 what's your legacy like? For me, it's God first, family second, and bullshit never. I want everybody who always follow me or who follow me who don't know me in this life you keep God first, family second, and boys sitting up. So I want to leave behind. I want to just teach my kids to, to follow them same footsteps. You know what I mean? Take care of your business, take care of your family, but you know, just keep God first in everything you do. You know what I mean? That's my that's that's my main thing. I stand on that. Mm-hmm. It's God over everything. And you do you do want the men as well as the teenagers, especially the boys, to know that it's okay to say I need help, and it's okay to say I need a hug or I'm hurting or you know it's okay for them to communicate their feelings as well. Take your toughness out of everything. Like you ain't got to be tough about everything. 
I was brought up kind of like that. I was tough about everything, you know. I don't want to cry, but then soft as a motherfucker on the inside. <laughs> on the outside, the shell looks so hard. I got to be a certain right. But it's like, man, you know, we got feeling. It's like, share mm-hmm. your emotion, you know, cry about it, cry. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Hug, love, man, love over everything, you know? Mm-hmm. It's okay. See, it, it, it just it just that man shit, though, man. That testosterone, yeah. man. Yeah. I'm working on mine though. Well, that's good. And and I'm glad that you let that be known because you know it is good to hear a man say that it's okay and I'm gonna work on it. Cause like you said, a lot of you all were raised to be like, Oh, I got it, I'm the protector, and this, that, and the third. And there's nothing wrong with that. But what the black man needs to realize is that it's okay because see, because at the end of the day, right? Mm-hmm. I know sometimes in the black man situation. We normally be the go-to guy, mm-hmm. but who the go-to guy need? Who the go-to guy gonna go to when he needs somebody to lean on? Right, right. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The go-to, even the go-to man gotta have somebody to lean on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's alright. Hug your brother, hug your daughter, hug your sister. It's alright. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And never hold grudges, man. That, that's my main thing. Like, I got a brother and sister I ain't really talked to, but I tried to make it work. But I just pray about it and let it go. I don't mm-hmm. like the whole grudge. I don't like to hold me no nobody head because life is so short. You know what I mean? That mm-hmm. we only here for a certain amount of time, and that mm-hmm. time is flying. Mm-hmm. So you got to embrace your loved ones every day, and you know what I mean. Just live your life. And even though, like you said, you really didn't have any issue with the system or whatever, uh, I know a few who have, and I know a few who have gotten frustrated and just quit and gave up and said all right well just let her have whatever she wants for the guy for the next guy that's coming that might not have it as easy as you as far as the system what's your advice to him oh that's a good question man you know what i mean i, I don't want to sound like the police in this shit but <laughs> hey bro if you gotta go get the child's worth from that girl you better go on to get it man because at the end of the day they living good we live in hood, and you need some help. You gotta go get it, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just a little different on my end because I know how to go get my own. But at the end of the day, sometimes we need help too. But mm-hmm. and I don't know why I feel like the man in me won't even man up and try to go get in there. And I was like, man, fuck it. I took <laughs> it out. We took everything out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For the guys that don't have it like I have it, and you mm-hmm. actually need it, bro. Cause this shit scratch you out too now. How do you been in, man? You know what I mean? I ain't handling mine, but maybe you're handling yours. I'm not telling you not to do that. You know what I mean? Do what you got to do to take care of your kid, man. Cause you're not only one struggling; they're struggling too. Right, right, absolutely. Well, I would like to thank you again for spending time with me and having this conversation. I really do appreciate your presence. Um, so. They pretty much probably know already, but if anybody wanted to follow Shooter or, you know, you already gave us the information for Shooter's World, but if you want to give us that again, and then how can we follow Shooter on social hey, media and, you know. I'm going to tell you the one way to, to follow me is Instagram, G-O-O-D-S-H-O-O-T-E-R, good shooter. Got to put it good in front of the shooter. <laughs> and the link to my reality show is in my bio, One Minute TV. You just click on and click on until you see shooter and then click on. 
Okay. And when we watch Shooter's World, we're going to see Shooter being a dad and an all-around good person. <laughs> That's all you're going to see. I'm going to show you the side that you never got to see. Well, I'm sure. Too. <laughs> Thank you again, Shooter. I really appreciate you having this conversation with me. Thank you for watching and thank you all for listening. This is episode six of the Fathers Ain't Podcast. I'm Tyna Shell. Good night. All right, Ty. All right. Yeah.